Hey everyone, I'm Holly's Beast, a digital storyteller and video producer. I got nothing. I was trying to think of it before you finished that. <coughs> uh... And I'm Mr. Holly's, and I don't define myself by my job title or as a nurse. That makes me feel a certain type of way about myself, but all right. <laughs> um, this is the Beast Cast, your favorite aunt and uncle talking about married life and things like such as... Oh, that wasn't a dig at you, though. That was just like... I know, it's fine. I'm just saying. Oh, man. It's fine. Roll the music. All right. So this week's topic is... going to be heavy. Just a little bit. Um, Because it keeps kind of popping up in... I don't know, just like conversations we've had. And then also a few of y'all have messaged me. One person in particular sent me a message via DM on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Woo! Um, (laughs) And we're just going to get right into it. Uh, He says, he's black, by the way. He says, hey, digging your podcast a lot, and I have a question. You probably get this question a lot for warning which he's right. Do you feel less competent as a black woman being in an interracial relationship than a black woman not in an interracial relationship? I'm a black man dating a white woman, and I feel tension for exploring my identity as a black man. Also feeling tension of betraying black women. Uh, Thankful for, I'm thankful for my girlfriend being understanding in this time. Any insight? Also, the tension is mainly from within, but I've gotten some shade from other black women. And, you know, I mean, it's a fair question. It's like, how do you, are you ever black enough? I feel like is the theme that keeps popping up in my life. And a lot of that is in regards to who I have married and spending my life with. To start us off, I feel like, we should reciprocate the shout out that we received a couple weeks ago in their podcast, How Married Are How Married Are You. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. They're also on they're Anchor, on YouTube now, YouTube and Spotify. They have their own YouTube channel. Check out the YouTube channel if you're interested in their podcast specifically. In their podcast, you have Glenn and his wife Yvette, um, you know, talking about marriage essentially. Um, but they have. And, you know, this cannot be denied. They have the black perspective because they are both black. Right. Um, And so if people were looking for marriage, just like marriage talk, marriage chit chat, they can they would go to them specifically if it's from a black perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so do you feel like our perspective, our perspective is just married people like but do you feel like your your black voice is like the same? Like if you can talk about black issues mm-hmm. or I guess black relationship advice no I can't with the same clout no no because I'm not in a black relationship so why would I speak on that you know I'm in a relationship but not a black one obviously which has its own for better or worse I guess has its own culture its own clout its own definitions its own stuff but well, that doesn't invalidate your experience, though, right? Um, I mean, it depends on the circle, I suppose. I'm sure to some black people, my experience is, 
to a degree invalidated because of who I'm married to or who I spend the bulk of my time with. But like legitimately, I'm kind of going into this blind. So these are going to be somewhat um, idiotic questions, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, how so? Like just because, I mean, that kind of goes into like, well, you know, you're, you're like diluting yourself. So now your, your experience isn't quite the same. And it's mm -hmm. like, but. Sure. I mean, I guess you can make that argument. I would argue that my experience is just expanded, but (laughs) sure. It can be. Uh, diluted as well but then you also have to think about I think just within the black culture itself so much of it is about survival so much of it is about um, having a deep strong sense of community because no one else Mm, is going to understand what we have gone through and currently go through and so when you sort of break ranks in such an obvious way I think to certain black people it can send a message of like Oh, you ain't you ain't here for us, even though I obviously am. I don't know. It's tough. I also didn't. I think for Black women specifically, you there is this unspoken understanding that you want to support Black men as much as possible. And I think even growing up, you're almost taught to a fault to like try to find a Black man specifically rather mm. than just a good man. You have you're supposed to find a Black one. <laughs> um, that wasn't really pressed upon me growing up. Um, my parents more focused on just finding someone that was good in general, regardless of what they look like. I think a lot of that had to play into geography of where we were. They were just like, how are we going to even limit you in that way when there's just like not that many black people around? So why would we... Like, it's already hard to find someone to spend your life with anyway. Why are we going to then add another layer of difficulty that to that by making it about race or you know phenotype i mean i so like i understand i understand that point and so it's it's like you're always trying to lift up the person next to you so it's like you always Mm -hmm. have that solidarity with other black individuals Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and i i like just being other like i'm just not going to understand it Um, like I understand that whole, like, you know, uplifting other people, you know, black owned businesses, um, neighbors, whatever. You're just always going to go try to go out of your way to help them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but then when it becomes that personal, I mean, if we talk about romantic love, then, you know, that, that almost invalidates it. Like it just severely limits your pool as to like who you can date within. Mm -hmm. And so then is there such a thing as soulmate? if the soulmate has to be within this one bucket. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, too, you know. I think it's also, so especially, like, to this person specifically, you know, he's a black man dating um, a white woman, and attraction isn't, like, in a vacuum, right? So while I'm sure, no shade to him, while I'm sure his girlfriend, his white girlfriend is great, and she obviously seems very loving and understanding of this identity crisis that he's kind of going through based on these messages we had. Um, Attraction isn't in a vacuum. Studies have shown that black women are at the bottom of the totem pole socially when it comes to just general attraction, right? Um, I think the top is like Indian women, then next is white women, and then like, and then I think Asian men are at the bottom with black women as well. And obviously we're talking about in the heterosexual sense, but yeah, so it's like, 
while I'm sure she's great, you also have to acknowledge that tension as well of that, you know, does he find, did he first find her attractive initially because of all of those social implications that come into what we deem attractive? That's why I often, I think when we were first dating, I would ask you like, why are you with me? And not because I didn't think I was beautiful or anything like that, but just like socially speaking, like you had all the capabilities to be with someone else, mm. you know? And even now I know there's been like, points of contention or tension between us when I have asked like well what even drew you to me and this and that and a lot of it is not based what drew you to me is not based on my physical features but more of my like intellect and my mind which I'm grateful for because that's what you actually build a lasting relationship on but at the same time as all women do as all people do you do want to be admired physically you know so to me when I hear that it's kind of like even more of a validation of like yeah okay I made up for my social standing with my intellect, with my brain, with my this, with my that. I mean, oh man, the, this is going to be a long podcast. Okay, <laughs> so trying to organize my thoughts a little bit. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on like why potentially, and by the way, like this this guy, it's going to re- remain anonymous. But thank you for you know, just yeah, sure, it's opening good. up the conversation. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about like why it would be socially acceptable or more socially acceptable for a, a black male to do that, to go outside the race than a black female. Mm. Um, then touching on just like, oh, well, what, fi- what, what do you find attractive? Like, I, I don't, I almost feel like, you know, like when you start talking about like, oh, well, you know, the chocolate skin and, and it's like, and, and the this and the that. And it's just like, it almost comes down. Part of it's just like the poetic or like the love language where you just like, start talking really amorously about like every physical feature that almost comes off to me as fetishism. Mm. If it's coming from like outside the pool, um, then it's just like, Oh yeah, you know, she's got like that, that type of skin. She's got like this, this and that. And her hair is like, it's like lamb's wool, but like the soft kind that like caresses you at (laughs) night and you fall into like a pillow Uh and it's like why but it's like all of that all of those things are just all of those things like i'm not i wasn't in it specifically seeking out those features right it's like i love you and like all of those things are a part of you but i feel like if i highlight them then it's just kind of like why are you talking that way it's kind of (laughs) creepy Yeah, I mean, it's tough because on the one hand, you know, you have the hashtag, like, hashtag black love, you know what I mean? It shows, like, just different black couples, like, being in love. And I think a lot of that, a lot of that stuff, I think, really comes down to just representation. You don't see, um, yeah, just functioning, loving black couples aren't represented online. And I'm, and I'm not trying to detract from that. Like, I, yeah. I feel like if you're if you're highlighting that, then, yeah, like, there should be examples for other people to say, like, hey, this can be found Yeah. within, like, this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is still valid, sorry. And, I mean, I think that's what a lot of it comes down to. But, yeah, it is very, I guess there's, like, a fine line with all of that where it's, it does start to teeter into just kind of, like, I don't know. Well, it's not, I don't know. Cause I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to say it's like fetishizing yourself. Cause then it's like, well, what is that? It's just loving yourself. Right. You know, <laughs> it's just like loving your features. But if it's an out, like an outside perspective, yeah. calling that out, then it's like, that's very, that does come off as strange when right. it's just like obvious 
man or woman outside of a certain race or phenotypic group, I guess you could say, being like, oh, well, you know, I just love olive-skinned people. And it's just kind of like, why? It's so strong. <laughs> you look so strong and powerful and regal, like you were like of royalty, of royal lineage from like the African continent. Yeah, it just, it gets strange. And Don't then the start... food references and just... Right. It gets weird. It gets real weird. Okay. Okay. Thanks, love. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening slash watching this episode of the Beast Cast. A few things. Uh, if you're watching here on YouTube, let the ads play. That really helps us out. Um, try not to click through them, but if you have to click through, we understand because times are hard and ads are annoying. Um, mm, well put. <laughs> the second thing you can do, though, if the spirit moves you, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Hollis. Uh, there you can support the Beast Cast if you are so inclined. I also do Motivation Mondays where I let people know about everything I'm producing and working on. So if you're interested in it, in the creative entrepreneur life you can check those out as you can, well you can give as much or as little as yes. you like you can set a cap um monthly so yes. if you just want to give one dollar per month that's awesome again yeah. that pays for some of the coffee exactly so please consider checking us out on patreon and then finally i think that's it right we're also available on um Wherever your pod, your favorite podcast can be get yes. gotten. Yes. Um, so Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google um, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Like we're we're in a lot of different places. So cool. wherever you're listening to us, um, please rate us wherever you are listening because that helps us out as well. And also, if you don't, oh, also if you want to get in contact with us directly, we love hearing from y'all. So send us a DM on Instagram, the Beastcast at the Beastcast is the Instagram for the podcast. Um, it's run by Mr. Hollis over here. Ish. Ish. And <laughs> you can send us a DM um, about anything. So yeah, especially like topics you think we should do. So please do. And otherwise, we just enjoy y'all being here. Yeah. Um, thank you for being part of her professional journey and our lives every other weekend or so yeah oh you could also buy merch if you want to support us sorry i'm gyrating and gesticulating like an idiot um i'm <laughs> describing this for those of you listening on the podcast but there's merch if you feel uh so inclined it's available on teespring.com slash doors slash halise it's a lot of slashes they're all necessary um so yeah, and I th and I think we we had a new Patreon producer, Erica. Thank you, welcome. Hey, thank you to the Patreon production team. It's good to have you with us. And I think that's everything. Let's get back to the podcast. Bye. So why would it be okay? Why would it be more okay for a black man to go outside than a black woman? Like, do you feel like you get more looks? Ah. Hmm. I don't know if it's more okay for a black man. Is it man. more acceptable? I think it's more accepted or understood. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily more okay. That doesn't seem like the right word. And so you have, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like a status symbol now for it's 
it's like subconsciously seen as a status symbol now for black men of like, oh, I hit a certain level. Now I'm attractive to white women, you Mm. know? And so you hear or you see that kind of represented in the media, um, black men sort of like marrying up, if you will. Um, I almost kind of see it as like, you know, like as a man, like they are not in control of the womb, in control of like what gets passed down. Like mm. they're just, oh, he's sowing wild oats, right? If I can quote, um, coming to America. Okay. Um, and it's like, yeah, so I mean, he's just sowing wild oats. Like that's, it's, he's going to be attracted to whoever he's attracted to, or he's just going to, you know, lay down as much of, of his genetic line as he can. Uh. Whereas if a black woman goes outside, then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're like, without you, then, you know, there's no black babies. Mm. So it's it's almost like that thing where, you know, oh, you know, you just need to, sexually, you just need to like be a little bit more in control of the situation, aware of the situation about getting pregnant as a woman. Mm. Like that's almost how it's taught in like sex ed where it's like, you know, the man, he's not going to be reliable. So, you know, mm. you, have, you have to take steps to to protect yourself. And it's like, okay, well, why why do I always have to be like conscious of that, but men get a, get a pass card. Yeah. And so like, if you throw in race into that, then it's like, so why, why does it seem like, oh yeah, well the black woman, I mean, but no black man was good enough for her. Be Like all the genetic lineage is just like chopped down. It's complicated, man. I don't know. And again, this is coming from a place of um, ignorance. So like a lot of these questions are points. Just ignorance. Um, <laughs> But so the dude made two, he, it, it almost was like he, he made two points, right? Yeah. I mean, I can tell you what my points to him were. Okay. My points to him were that idea of like, yeah, you know, like I said, I'm sure your girlfriend's great and I'm glad she's like willing to understand what internally you're trying to work through for yourself. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to live your life, bro. <laughs> You know, like, um, at the end of the day, you just got to live your life and you got to live in your decisions. Um, you're probably going to get shaded by black people every now and then when they see you out with her. Like, that's just what comes with the territory of the decision you've made of who you want to date or who you want to be with. It doesn't invalidate the love you have for anyone or anything like that, but it's just something you kind of have to roll with and be, like, firm in your decision, you know? Um, and that was, like, my main point. Because, I, I mean, because it's like, I'm not going to pick anybody for anyone, you know? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to base it on phenotype, you know? Like, mm. there's so many other things that build a union with somebody besides genetic features, you know? Y'all can both be black, but if he's abusing you, what good is that? Mm. <laughs> You know, so that's basically what I told him. I was just like, live your life, dude. So he, he touched on like voice and identity, right? So yeah. He was like, well, you know, does this, like, I wonder if this like invalidates my voice or, um, yeah. you know, if it changes my identity. So then my question to you is, okay, so the marriage outside of that um, phenotype, or I guess outside of that race, mm-hmm. invalidates your opinion, but you were not... You did, were not raised, say, in, like, Virginia, where you have family. Mm-hmm. So you were not raised where there were pri- prim- uh, primarily black 
population. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So does that invalidate your perspective? And then also like you did not grow up, you grew up as a black person, but you did not grow up like with enough struggle. Right. Because like you, you and I came from middle-class privilege. Right. Yeah. But so does that invalidate your perspective? Uh, and I'm just like, I'm just asking, so then it's like, so was your perspective never yeah, was it pure ever, enough? Right, yeah, yeah. Or does it, like, does it matter? And to your point, there's always going to be people that detract, where it's like, well, you know, no, your perspective doesn't matter. And then you're going to have people that say, she's black, she, she's growing up black in a society, like, she's going to be perceived as a black woman. Right. So her opinion is valid. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it really, I think it all comes down to, like, who's in the room and who's your audience at the end of the day. Like, I know for me personally, yeah, a lot of my, all of my family is from Virginia and the Carolinas, and I'm kind of the only Texan, technically, (laughs) in the family. And, yeah, there just aren't a lot of black people down here. And then the people that are here, I think a lot of them are doing, I would say, middle class or better because a lot of them are military and that just comes with a whole different culture built into it so yeah when I would go back home to Virginia which I do consider Virginia home too but when I would go back home to Virginia to visit my extended family there was it was there was a riff the riff was more based around class rather than race I didn't talk black enough um I didn't like yeah, I just didn't sort of, I didn't just fit in culturally enough um, into the area. And there, you know, there was nothing I could really do about that. It's just, what do they call you? Like Oreo or whatever? Oh. Something like that, you know? Black on the outside, but white on the inside. And it's just like, I mean, y'all can say whatever you need to say to feel good. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm going to come back to Texas and I'm still black down here. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, it is what it is. I don't know. I think it all, what it, is, it is a little bit of like the crab in the barrel thing, you know, just a little bit. Um, crab in the barrel meaning that you can't escape because everyone else is trying to escape and pull you down. So everyone's just pulling each other down. Right, right, right. And I think the big thing of why I'm even on YouTube is because I wanted to see just a more diverse audience within the black community itself. You know, like there's not one way to be black. There's infinitely many ways to be black. So I don't think my experience is invalidated in any way. Mm. I think it's just a different experience. And that's it, you know. Um, The other point that this person pointed or made was, or I guess another question that he brought up was, I kind of want you to expound upon like being fair it's like whether he's being, whether he was being fair to other black women. Mm. And so in the relationship, whether you're being fair to other black men. So then like, do you owe yeah. something to the collective? Like this anonymous collective? Yeah. I mean, I... Where you have to think about them before making a choice, like a romantic decision or choice? Yeah. And again, that. I'm not trying <laughs> to say that like, you know to have a racially heterogeneous, or I'm sorry, homogenous, it's homogenous. Yeah. Racially homogenous relationship is wrong. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, but in your in your journey to like fixate on that, to, to build that up, you 
like cast aside and invalidate, marginalize other relationships such as ours. Right. Well, not even that. I, to me, it's just, again, like, it's already hard to find someone to spend your life with. Like, why mm-hmm. would you, why would you make it even harder for yourself? But at the same time, I understand, you know, there's so, I have a lot of black female friends that are like, you know, I'm not marrying outside of my race because I don't have, and it's a valid point, man, because it's tiring. I don't have the strength or like the um, patience, right, to work through potential rifts with a partner based around, not necessarily around race, but around just understanding like what my own unique experience is, right? And so they're just like, mm. I want to be with someone who already has that understanding built in because it is their existence as well. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. And so it's like, I get that, especially in this day and age, like just everything that's going on. I get that completely. Um, my only counter to that is, again, you're, you know, you're potentially shutting out a wide breadth of experiences that you could have. Um that's a legitimate argument, though. No, yeah, it's totally legitimate. It's like you learn real quick in the dating process. Like, I don't understand certain ways of like praise worshiping, and it's like you're not meant to. That's fine. Um, <laughs> praise worship. Well, I mean, it's like you're you're right, and then there's like the whole hair thing, like we talked about mm-hmm. in a couple of videos ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's a like, lot. Why, like, you spend so much time on your hair, and like you do a whole bunch of stuff on your hair, and it's like. It, it's it's your world and it's like I don't understand and then like your hair is kind of itchy like could you do something about that? Um, your hair products kind of smell a little weird like can you do something about that um, so yeah I mean that's dang I it's never even lot. thought of that yeah it's a lot to go through especially as a woman it's already hard being a woman in general okay <laughs> like let alone then having to have just another layer of just difficulty built into that. Yeah, I'm just like blindsided still by that point. <laughs> like that's that's a totally legitimate point, and it's like I got no counter argument. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's a thing. That is a thing, and I got nothing. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, you just you know, I get it. And then it's also like you know the person mm. that they might you know like the person outside of their race that they might be dating, they might not have the patience either. To understand as you know we've had friends that were in interracial marriages and you know yeah there was a there was a thing yeah there was a small racial thing yeah exactly so it's hard out here you have to protect yourself um especially like black women you got to protect yourself you know like i get it so and then i also like to his point too when i mentioned to him you know attraction isn't in a vacuum Um, again, I'm sure she's great, but like you, we can't pretend like there isn't like, we can't pretend colorism isn't a thing. We can't pretend, you know, that built into our culture, um, it's been like personified or commodified to date outside your race as a black man and find someone who isn't black to be with. Like, we're not going to pretend like we can't pretend those things aren't happening. And so to the same point, I understand when I get looks being out with you because I feel like the same thing can be asked of me. Like I have to then acknowledge like, well, what is it about you that I thought was attractive? How much of that was not forced onto me, but like part of the social conditioning of the area that I'm in, how much of that is actually just genuinely, I mean, I think genuinely you are an attractive man, but like how much of that is built into, you know, the social 
protocol of things, right? So pretty sure it was my bushy like unibrow. I got like a small unibrow that's been going on for <laughs> like decades now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Pretty sure it was that. Gets my going. And it's like there ain't no other man that has that. Beautiful. beautiful. It's either too much or not there. This is just like right in the middle, you know? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful unibrow. It's not that like Anthony Towns. Is it Anthony Towns. Oh man. Who? I don't want to, hang on, don't want to sound like an idiot. Bro. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah he's got rowdy unibrow. Anyway, it's like Anthony <laughs> Anthony Davis. It's like it's either Anthony Davis or like clean cut. This is just like, you know, just right in the middle. He's grazing. I mean, I can ask, so here, here's the that point. That was a two-minute tangent. I'm sorry. But I can ask the same. You're trying to, de- you're trying to de-stress. It's fine. Oh. Um, <laughs> this is a hard topic today. So I can, but I would ask the same question of you, though, like, do you ever, and I don't know if this is just the beauty of like the like the male like kind of not caringness that I think kind of just is inherent to men sometimes, mm-hmm. and mm. a little bit of you know just I don't know just like just like just rolling with your own life like that's yeah, my decision I don't care. But do you ever even do you like ever feel remorse or ever question your decision to marry outside of your race? Because I mean. For as intense as the black community is, I think, about, you know, black love and all of that kind of stuff, I do see a lot of parallels within the Latinx community, at least here in Texas, for sure, you know? Um, no. No? <laughs> all right, that's very straightforward. No. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> You're close enough, right? It's like there's either there's white and then there's like there. I mean, there's there's white and like non-white. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I mean, Hispanic. I'm light skinned right? But I'm a light skinned Hispanic. Mm-hmm. But like you know, we kind of run the gamut, the the color spectrum. Right. Um, so it's like, I mean, no, not really. I mean, culturally, like you said, it's like I enjoy eating organ meat. You enjoy eating organ meat. I like <laughs> eating goat. You like eating goat. Like seafood is a big thing. I mean, it's like culturally, the like food is so, it's such a foundation, like a foundational part of, of our culture. Mm-hmm. And like across the board, I can eat most of the stuff that, that y'all typically eat and then like vice versa. Mm-hmm. So like that's not really an issue. Um, religion's kind of more the thing. No, it's like, oh, it's Catholic. And it's like, ain't no, but like, I don't like the, some white Pope. Like, why do y'all listen to this white Pope? Yeah. It's like, why do y'all semi-worship saints or whatever? Like, there's this like weird thing. I'm not trying to like shade Catholics or, or Christianity, but it's like, I have this like weird middle ground between you and God. And it's like, no, but really it's just God. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, that's, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah, like in regards to your culture versus mine. Right, or but I mean... just it's a straight straight shot. Generally, no. I mean, there's like, there's nothing against dating outside the race. Like, there's no axiom for me to, to do it, as far as I know. Or like, I never felt the pressure to. You never felt the pressure to date outside of your race? Or to date within your race? Yes, correct. Interesting. Well, I mean, so for the most part, I was a nerdy Hispanic kid. Anyway, and like no one would touch me with a ten foot pole throughout high school, and then like things kind of changed in college, and then now it's like I mean, whoever's gonna take me? Oh my god, she's normal. (laughs) She's beautiful and she's normal. Yes, yes. Lock this down. Um, I mean, if you ever get shade from Hispanic women, it's like, 
Y'all wouldn't touch me anyway. <laughs> y'all had y'all had two decades, and none of y'all. Had well, so then the, that so that brings up my next point, though. Like, um, so was so okay, and this is like self-deprecating Ooh. to a degree. Oh, we're gonna get deep on this. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, oh, so since none of them would touch you anyway, did you subconsciously come down? No, it wasn't coming down. It was like, so I felt like. Like, I was not good enough as a Hispanic man for them. It's like, okay, cool. Like, that's not ruling them out, but it's like, I mean, this is never happening. Mm -hmm. Because it was always outside of my race that people actually found me attractive. But, like, within the race, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I was just, like, bland or, like, boring or... Why would I have a saltine cracker when I can go have a sandwich? Like, why would I do that? And it's like, dang, y'all don't have to... I'm standing right here. (laughs) Um, no, but it wasn't coming down. It was, it was just like, I'm, I'm just looking wherever, but I know that it's probably not going to be within this pool. Ah, okay. And then the one, I don't know if I can, I'm just going to say it. So like the one Hispanic girl that I actually brought home, my parents were like, we don't like her. (laughs) Yeah. Like my mom was after the fact, after like when I talked about her, but like her, oh man. Yeah. It was like. She was very guarded. There was some classism there too. But, right, yeah. Um, like my mom straight up did not like her. She was like, I didn't like her anyway. <laughs> that just, but she didn't tell you that until after the fact. No, because that's just the type of mom that she is. But, yeah. Um, she did. I mean, looking back on it now, it's like, ooh, you were guarded and like the barbs were out. Yeah. Like daggers. Yeah. So she was like, it didn't even matter. And then when I brought you home, just like, you're happy. <laughs> what are our babies going to look like? <laughs> to be <All> continued. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I was not a good enough Hispanic candidate. I don't know. I don't know what the point of this conversation is. <laughs> I just wanted to see your take on it. Yeah. Um. Like, I don't know how you end this conversation. You know? I mean, I f- you already made the point. Did I? Yeah, because it's like, you know, people are going to say whatever they're going to say. People are going to feel however they want to feel. But, you know, to the racists out there, <laughs> you're black and I'm like a chameleon. It's like, it's even worse because you almost passing, but... Oh. Yeah, which is, it's interesting. It's interesting how much just wherever we are the hierarchy of like discomfort shifts mostly based on what people perceive you as Mm. you know like the wild card is usually you going into a space really Mm -hmm. like whether you're shaved whether you're not shaved um if you haven't been outside for a while or if you have like you tend to fluctuate in perception to so many different people in so many different ways that it's always interesting to see just like I'm a Rorschach test is what you're saying. Kinda. Like people see what they want to see. Dang. People see what they want to see a little bit with you. Like it's weird. There's so many I mean, this happens so often. Like going into if we're going into certain kind of ethnic restaurants, when people see you, they think you're Middle Eastern, right? And there you go. But then if we go into a Latinx restaurant or whatever, they're like, No, you're one of us and there you go. But then You can't you can't speak the language worth of poop, but 
Yeah, you're one of us. Sure, whatever. But you're one of us. And then, um, or if we go to, or like, oh, when we were like in Telluride, it didn't matter. Like, you just looked ethnic enough to where it was just like. I'm fearful. Yeah, I'm just fearful. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is crazy. What are y'all even doing here? Um, and then. <laughs> How did you guys even get here? Did you climb? Right. <laughs> we're surrounded by mountains. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought they didn't go outside. Um, like, it was ridiculous until you're right. I was... heard they don't like snow. I came here because of that reason. Yeah, it was so ridiculous until you're right. But, like, you're the wild card a lot of the times where people are just kind of like, they feel however they feel about me because, like, black is universal, I think. Right. But with you, then they're just kind of like, that puts a new layer of understanding on me, how they perceive you. So, like, in Telluride, they were like, so where are y'all from? And we were just like, Texas. Texas. And I swear to God, y'all, they were really expecting him to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm part of the King's Court of Lebanon <laughs> or something. I'm and from me- this small little town that you've probably never heard of it. It's in, like, Asia. No, they were definitely expecting you to be, like, they're expecting they're they were expecting you to be a very well off Middle Eastern person, like having oil rigs and shit, like coming from oil money. Damn, I wish that was true. <laughs> and like me being, yeah, like of the Middle East, but like like East you Africa. Have like a very like regal look to you, though. Sure, but I mean, like here I go dipping into the, and your your skin is like <laughs> like cacao, but like from the seed cacao. Yeah. So like they were they were totally expecting us to say something just intriguing, like so not American. They did not expect us to be American. We're here for a wedding. Yeah, and we were just like, we're just here for a wedding. By the way, y'all's ethnic food up here sucks. <laughs> um whereas like my no flavor it <laughs> Do you flavor it with flour? What's <laughs> it's not a spice. Whereas, like, uh, in Virginia with my family, they thought you were Jewish, like, straight up. Because when they think of Jewish, they think of the Middle East as well. They think of, like, Israel, Palestine, like, Jewish. You mentioned like, that on a previous podcast, right? Yeah. I thought he was I a Jew. I thought he was a Jew. And it's just like, That's not even how you say and that. And it's like, geographically, you're in the right area, technically, uh, but he's not Jewish. Um, anyway, so it's just, you know. I mean, I would it's fascinating. I would reiterate and emphasize your point where it's like, if y'all are, if it bothers you that much that someone marries outside the race, it's like, you know, like, I'm, I'm sorry. If you want to come to a dialogue about it, it's like, we can, mm. um, but like, like this and all things, you know, just come at it from a place of discussing it where it's like, I don't understand. It's like, cool. Well, let's. Let's get into a, you know, chew the fat a little bit mm. and talk it out. So at least you can understand where we're coming from as opposed to automatically sinking into a place of hate where it's like, that's not what I want. That's not what I expect. And that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's wrong. Mm. Um, y'all can feel however way you, however way you want to feel. But in reality, to the people that are full of hate themselves, it's always going to be the antiquated one drop rule or it's like, it looks like you are not what I wanted you to be, mm-hmm. right? Like you are not white. And so I hate you no matter what. Mm. So it's like, regardless of whether you marry within or without or outside the race, um, people are going to see and be like, yeah. I would still also reiterate this idea of like expand 
what you just like what your view of blackness is you know I think it's okay to not necessarily fit into the mold of what everyone has told you your blackness has to be there's no right or wrong way to be black like this was the episode of like I think it was the episode of Fresh Prince Whereas Carlton was having to go through college and like there's this like ho teppy kind of black guy who's like just eating in the Carlton because he's so like, you know, uptight and blah, blah and whatever. And by the end of the episode, like the pinnacle of the episode was him just saying, yo, black is not what I'm trying to be. It's what I am. And like, I think that really just sums it up. You know, at the end of the day, doesn't matter who's sitting here next to me. I still move through the world as a black woman and cut like there's things that just come with that to make it a little bit lighter um i really enjoy the how married are you podcast like i <laughs> the shout out is sincere and real like i believe like lo- he listens to uh, like he knows when new episodes are out they're on wednesdays i, I know do. they're on wednesdays oh are they oh, okay see <laughs> pretty sure they're on wednesdays you also get the thing on um youtube where it's like oh there's another because i see the little he takes a little like polaroids now yeah so he'll post on youtube uh, um like you. seriously if you if you're interested in married podcasts or if you are interested in that in like a black married couple's perspective yeah. on marriage um thank you it's just they talk about they just talk about good good topics i feel like they they both have something to bring to the table and it's like I I enjoy listening to it. It's a good like 30 40 minute um just I I call it a time suck but in a non derogatory way. You know, yeah. like you can just listen to it on the way to work. Yeah. Um so if y'all are interested in another podcast, check that one out. Again, available wherever you get your podcast from. Um but please stick around with us too because we love having you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember, I remember what point I was wanted to add to this though that I can think of now which is that like I know for me keeping in mind all of the exterior forces as far as like attraction all of that and then also like the fetishization of mixed race couples that happens here on YouTube big time um that is part of the reason why the beast cast exists oh yeah because I did for the longest time knowing what I know about fetishization colorization like our colorism like all of those things i was very hesitant to put you on the channel because i didn't want to feed into that even though it was technically like my reality yeah i am in an interracial relationship or whatever but i didn't want to feed into those notions and what what ultimately ended up changing my mind was that you know the channel is about my life how am i not going to show the person i'm spending my life with and i remember one of the first episodes on your channel that i came out in it was the one where you were interview. we were interviewing each other mm-hmm. um about the relationship and then i remember there was one specific comment about some woman saying like good for you that you got a white man but i don't i still don't understand so it was like it was a compliment and then like an immediate jab yeah it's like good for you for getting a white man but i have no idea why he's like why he's with you why yeah. he's slumming with you but like I hope he never figures it out or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Why you got the self hatred is so real, you know, within the community, specifically with black women. So, y'all are black, y'all are brown, y'all are white, whatever. Y'all beautiful, you know. Just so long as somebody else sees that in you, and is not either full of hate or you know abusive about it. Yeah. in the relationship i mean 
I just feel do you, right? Yeah. But yeah, that was why that and that was another reason too why I wanted to start the Beast cast as well, because it was like, well, I should have you more on the channel, but I don't want it to seem that seem like you could just be replaced with any other beige person. Like season five, you could be like switched out with another beige person and like no one would notice. And like, it's like purely to get clicks or to get views or whatever. And so that was why I started the Beast cast because it was like, no, I want people to see that you are a complete person. Wait, that's that's not a thing, right? Like you're not replacing me on season five? <laughs> no. There was some hesitancy there. Oh my gosh, stop. And with that... <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i wanted people to see that you were a complete person on your own and like what you actually bring to my life specifically in regards to the channel which is not easily replaceable yeah i guess that's it in the comments below let us know what does it mean to be black am i black enough you can go ahead and troll us if you need to if the spirit moves you yeah go ahead if the and... holy spirit moves you to troll I, us i guess <laughs> You just let the devil come out. Uh, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>